We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. ready for rapid fire right now so ready like we we could talk about this for hours but i'm ready i know for rapid fire so this is i've seen this pop up just within the last few minutes here in the chat <laughs> fill in the blank it's blank that notre dame versus stanford will air on the pac-12 network <laughs> well i'm upset that it's a night game i don't care what network it's on it stinks that it's a night game again like you're really Going to put Stanford, who's three and seven, Notre Dame, who's seven and three, on at seven o'clock. Like ugh, that's a barf. That's barf music. But I. But you I, realize you can't watch the Pac-12 network here in town, right? I can. Like where? Where do you? Where? Where do you get the Pac-12 network? Fubo. Really? Yeah. So so dish out some more on this. I have I have no I, idea. Well, our uh Irish breakdown account of Fubo, you can watch the Pac-12 network. Do you have to watch it like on your phone? It's a streaming situation, so you can right. watch it on your TV, you know, with your smart TV. I know you got a smart TV. You're a smart guy. You got a smart TV. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to get the login from you yeah, then. Yeah. I got you, baby. Don't worry. Don't worry. All right. But yeah, no, it it's it's ridiculous. It's it's the peacock argument, right? I mean, that's what it is. It, it, for Notre Dame fans, it's the peacock argument. Like mo- a lot of fans aren't going to be able to watch this game, and I get it why people would be upset. But as much bitching it gets done about Notre Dame, like why do you want to watch it? <laughs> people are so upset with everything. Why do you want to put yourself through that? I was looking. There aren't that many great games that weekend, but you know, I get it. Notre Dame is seven and three. Stanford is three and seven. Usually, it's kind of been a fallback for Fox. And like John is saying, the Stanford game should be on ABC. I completely understand why ABC doesn't want Notre Dame and and Stanford. This just kind of feels like it's like the Pac-12 is crumbling. You know, it's like the last days of the Pac-12 network, and it's like, oh. Uh, let's kind of stick it to all these Notre Dame fans and Notre Dame, and we'll just stick it on the Pac-12 network out of here in the swan song. But, hey, you know, don't fret, because next year this game will probably be on the ACC network. Right. 
you exactly. know, with, with Stanford going to the ACC. Exactly. Exactly. So. <laughs> the Pac-12 network is owned by ESPN, aren't they? No, they're not. They're not? Are they just their own entity? It's part of the reason that the Pac-12 network doesn't have more distribution because yeah, sure. ESPN, I, I guess, you know, like they wanted to, you know, to prop up the Pac-12 network like they've done with the SEC and the ACC. But the Pac-12 was like, no, nah, we've got this. We're good. We'll go at our own. And, you know, look look what that got them. Another second rate, second tier tv network so yeah exactly it, it's yeah i, I guess you better get your free fubo tv subscriptions if you yeah, want to watch this I, thing i i was i was surprised that they put it on the pac-12 network because notre dame regardless is still going to bring eyeballs and you would think it would be on espn or it would be i mean come on well, the last ESPN, few years espn two come on last few years it's been out there you know at these when the games are at stanford this last weekend the you know the thanksgiving weekend it's been on fox and, you know, okay. there have obviously been times when it's been on ABC or one of the ESPNs or whatever, but Fox has had it the last few years. Right. Not this year. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. So Iris center Zeke Carell is in concussion protocol and right guard Rocco Spindler is out for the rest of the season after having knee surgery. So here's Marcus Freeman. What he says is the plan for Saturday's game in the home finale against Wake Forest. What we do right now is you will see um, how we finish the game with uh, Billy uh, Shroff coming in at the, the right guard position. And then Ashton Craig did a really good job filling in at the center position. I was really impressed um, with with what he did. Now, Andrew played well. He still has a high ankle sprain, didn't practice much last week. But um, I think if we played today, it would be Ashton Craig and Billy Shroff. And, and we'll see how Zeke progresses this week and then even Andrew Christoffic, how he progresses. So there you go. He laid it out. Scale of 1 to 10, what's your confidence in Notre Dame's offensive line this weekend, Vince? Like a 7, I would say. Like, you know, I, I think 
I have a lot of faith in Billy Shrouth and what he's going to be able to do. I'm still still shocked, to be honest with you, um, that he didn't get the starting nod at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, Ashton Craig at center. That's my bigger worry because I think, you know, Zeke Carell didn't play well, obviously, again, you know, against Clemson. He got pushed around a lot, uh, but he's still one of the leaders on that offensive line. So that worries me a little bit more, but you know, everybody wants the young kids. So here, here's your opportunity to see what these two young guys can do and, and what it's going to look like. And so I put it like a seven. I don't think that they could do the offensive line didn't play well last game. They, they just didn't play well. So let's see what these guys can do. Can't be any worse than what it was this past game. Yeah. And the level of competition is going to change dramatically. It's, That's Wake, also true. Wake Forest defense is not Clemson's defense. Right. At least we knew going in, Clemson was going to have a respectable defensive front, and they played that way. So my level of confidence is still an eight. The kind of guys on the offensive line that Notre Dame is going to roll out there are still going to be appreciably better than anything that Wake Forest has across from them in, in the front seven. So – I think that you know, you know, and you're going to see some guys essentially kind of get some opportunities here, right? These last couple of games, and you know, everybody wants guys to have chances and stuff like that. So these are going to be some chances for some of these guys. Yep. So I think it's great. I have no problem with it because, again, against the competition that they're going to be playing against, this is a nice opportunity to get them in. That's fine. Yep. But they're not. Here's the difference, though, right? They're not putting these guys in over guys that are healthy. Just because they're seniors, right? They're putting them in because there's injuries, and right. so if that's the case, then yeah, no problem, go for it. Correct. So the NCAA has decided to ban these photo shoots from the unofficial visits, and Notre Dame's Chad Bowden doesn't like it. Here's what he told Steve Wilfong from Twenty Four Seven: "Quote: Schools not wanting to do photo shoots and video shoots for recruits are wrong." These are 15, 16, 17-year-old kids that deserve to enjoy their experience. Visualizing being in the locker room, on the field, and in the uniform is important. These schools are lazy, and it's a hassle for them. If they don't like it, they should go work in the NFL. It's all about the kids. We want photo shoots and video shoots for the kids. We're going to fight like crazy to do right by them. End quote. So that's from Chad Bowden and Marcus Freeman. Yeah was asked about it at his press conference today as well. And here's what the Irish head coach had to say. We're always, we want to make sure that we maximize the experience for young people when they visit our campus. And for a lot of those guys, they they love photo shoots, right? And they love to do the photo and video shoots. And we want them to have the greatest experience when they come to our campus. But we also understand um, the, the labor and the demands on, your program and those people that work for you um, that it takes to to continue to do photo shoots over and over and over and over. And so um, there is no no easy answer. Right. And that there there's people above me that make those decisions on what you're allowed to do on recruiting visits um, to second that, you know, I've had a conversation. Uh, I reiterated to our staff is that our only obligation is to talk about Notre Dame football. And it's not to question what any other football program is doing. And it's not to, to, to say what another program should do or shouldn't do. It's about what Notre Dame football does. And, uh, again, we want to really maximize the experience young people have when they come to Notre Dame within the rules that are set, right? Um, 
but in no way are we going to critique another program and what they decide to do. All right, Vince. So what do you think about all this? No more photo shoots on the unofficial visits. So I got two points that I want to make. Number one, it's ridiculous that they're taking away something as stupid and as, as, as minimal as a photo shoot. That's, that's silly. There are more issues that the NCAA needs to worry about than whether people are taking pictures or not. We went, I went with my son to a NAIA game, okay? And they'd had a photo shoot set up. Yeah. Like, and it was, he had a great you time. Went with, you went with Jesse on a visit. Yes. And they had a photo shoot set up. Yeah. And this like, was what, 10 years ago, 12 yeah, years ago or that's, whatever that's at this point. Ridiculous. That's, that's ridiculous. My second point is that it was very clear that Marcus Freeman did a little hand slapping uh, on Chad Bowden. Because I was going to say, like, Marcus did a little bit more soft shoe yeah. than Chad Bowden. Well, did with his he comment. also said, we're yeah. not going to talk about other programs, which is a direct, <laughs> like, because Chad called other programs lazy. Uh-huh. And he's like, we're not going to talk about other programs. We're going to talk about our program. I thought I thought that was kind of an indirect shot. Well, look, like, this is what know. it comes down to. Yeah. It's like, you can't afford a freaking, you know, right. a guy with a kid. Everyone's got some kind of yes. social media department at this point. And that's, a big part of why you do it because the kids all obviously have social media as well and they want to be able to share this stuff and make themselves look cool right look i went on a visit and they put me in the uniform and here's all the cool right. stuff that i'm doing is it really that hard Sean. is it really that hard to hire a guy with a freaking ca- or a girl with <laughs> no. a camera and take a couple photos no it's not it's idiotic and it's you know it's like because you remember when they they decided that oh we've got to we've got to scale down the media guy you know and like oh, nobody yeah. even does media guides now because it costs everybody money to make them but you know like Notre Dame used to have a big thick media guide and there were other schools who were bitching because you know they couldn't yeah. afford a hundred pages of a media guide right. so they're like no oh, nobody can have the media guides and it's got to be a certain size of the media guides and they dumbed it down because a few of the smaller schools complained and that's where you are right now everyone's got some kind of even if it's somebody in you know in the sports information department doubling as a social media person everyone's right. got somebody doing social media now because social media is everywhere yep. and it's idiotic that 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 they're saying that people can't do it now because it's what the kids want the kids get to show themselves off when they go to whatever program it happens to be it's stupid it's it's ridiculous and like Sean, when I was the head baseball coach at a local high school here, we had open enrollment. So kids could choose which high school they wanted to go to. Right. And they would come visit. I did photo shoots with eighth graders <laughs> to try to get them to come to my school. I, I I had all the jerseys set up and like all, you know, we had four different jerseys and we had, you know, all this different stuff. So I had it all laid out in the locker room and I let them try one on, took their picture, sent it to their parents, like. We did a photo shoot with eighth graders, okay? These kids want to do stuff like that. It's and and Chad's absolutely right. They want to envision themselves, you know, in the gear, yes. on the field, you know, and the golden throne, you know, whatever the case may be. Why are you regulating something so stupid? It it just I don't know. It just blows my mind. So they can only do it on official visits. They can't do it on unofficial visits. Dumb. Dumb. Yeah. 
CN says Pac-12 channel decision was more in the same regards to horribly stupid executive decisions made at Notre Dame in this era. Good Lord, are these people self-destructive and tragically ill-advised? So I I starred that one because I just want to make it very clear that Notre Dame has nothing to do. Yeah, this is not a Notre Dame decision. Nothing to do with what is televised when they're on the road. The home team gets to decide who goes where. So, well, the the networks that are involved with right the conference Notre Dame happens to play get to make those decisions. And well, right, and in the case of the Pac-12, you've got ESPN slash Disney and Fox both involved, and they've both apparently passed on the opportunity to televise this game, which leaves it down to the Pac-12 network. Right. Unfortunately. And, and Notre Dame had what zero, zero say on this. So, yes. you know, we can blame Notre Dame for a lot of things, and I have no problem with that. But in this particular case, Notre Dame had nothing to do with it. Right. Couple women's basketball uh things here. DJ, hey everyone, women's basketball Saturday, one o'clock on NBC. Watch the women play and then right into the football game. Yep. I'll be out. They're doing the, this will be the second annual uh, City Shamrock game, and it's going to be in Washington, D.C. Yep. They're playing Illinois, a ranked Illinois team. We'll see tomorrow when the new rankings come out where everyone is is ranked, but uh, should be a pretty good matchup. And uh, you're absolutely right. It's going to roll right into football. One o'clock women's basketball game, Notre Dame and Illinois and Washington, D.C., and then right into Notre Dame Wake Forest in the home finale. At three thirty, so yeah, yep. that's going to be. We had to. I'm not going to be able to sit next to you during the game, Sean. I'm. I know. A little I upset know. about the whole situation. It's been a while since I've had to miss. I a, know a football game, a home football, a home game. game. Yeah, yeah, it's not right. Kevin asked, "What's going on with Kassan Prosper? Not getting any playing time. She is with the Canadian national team, and um, they're in the middle of some qualifying." right now so she was actually away from notre dame this weekend that's why she didn't play yesterday so yep and and when you you know when she's rejoining the team i am not sure i've got to check on that i'm not sure how long that lasts okay gotcha i thought it was just the weekend but okay again i'll have to double check so but that's why that's why she didn't play yesterday and you know look this is not a knock on her, obviously, by any means. They did all right. I was impressed by the scrappiness, the feistiness of the uh, NJIT, New Jersey Institute of Technology team. Hmm. I thought it was, I thought it was a nice little challenge for Notre Dame coming off, you know, that oh yeah, that week in Paris and coming back, you know, time zones and all that to uh, to kind of be pushed a little bit for a quarter by a team that wanted to scrap with them a little yeah. bit and, and talent basically talent in their own effort ended up winning out things went pretty well i was very disappointed i couldn't watch the game but i listened to you so that was good okay and hannah hidalgo by the way named acc rookie of the week for uh she's gonna get a lot of those 31 against south carolina 26 yesterday in a tightest school record with 12 steals in just her second game so things she's gonna she's gonna get a lot of those i have a feeling this year but we'll see yep Fill in the blank. It's blank that the Big Ten says it's punishing Jim Harbaugh now with his suspension in part 
because he could leave for the NFL next year. That is the dumbest thing they could have possibly said, to be perfectly honest <laughs> the with fact you. That they said this out loud. Like, why, exactly. They put this in writing. They put this in writing. That's so <laughs> stupid. Like, you can say that behind closed doors, and maybe it's true, but there are plenty of other reasons to suspend Jim Harbaugh right now. How about, you know, we have enough evidence to show right. that he had something to do with this, or we have enough evidence to show that, that Michigan broke the rules. And so the buck stops with the head coach. And so we're suspending the head coach. Don't say, Oh, well, we uh, he might not be here. We got to take, we got to punish him. Not. No, that is, that is terrible. That the big 10 is so incompetent. You want to talk about Notre Dame's administration being incompetent. The big 10 administration is incompetent and they are proving it day in and day out. Why you would say that out in public and put it in writing is absolutely beyond me. Yeah, I was just reading a a, a different. Um, I, I need to start something here in this, but yeah, I completely agree with you. It's like any any coach could theoretically, you know, pack up and move to the next residence at any time, and it, it feels like they're trying to, you know, they got they got kind of bamboozled i think they think by you know by by pete carroll back in the day so it's like oh we got to get ahead of jim harbaugh now and cut him off in case he tries to bolt for the nfl and and this whole thing like the fact that they put that in writing and included that in their rationale they had enough other evidence look no matter what any michigan man wants to say everything that michigan michigan has has not denied what they're being accused of doing. Their right. only defense is, well, everybody right. else is doing it. Right. You know? So like, and their other defense is don't, don't do anything to us this season. Right. Make sure you get, you know, due process, take time right. because they think that they're going to win a national championship this year and they don't right. want anything to poo poo that. So they're just like, you know, be normal NCAA, take your time on this. Uh-huh. Like, that's all they're worried about. Yes. That's it. That's it. idiotic. It's unbelievable. The fact that the NCAA, or the the Big Ten, rather, I shouldn't say the NCAA, the Big Ten said that in, uh, yeah, they, I mean, they, they had enough evidence just to, you know, this is what we're going with. And that's what they did. So who had the better post-game reaction? Michigan Sharon Moore crying after the win over Penn State or Ryan Day's whole Lou Holtz rant after the win over Notre Dame earlier This this season? This is a fantastic question because they were both so bad. I mean, they were both so <laughs> bad. I, but I think I have to go with with the Michigan guy and crying and swearing and like, dude, hilarious. Like, <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, I, I just—he's like, I effing love you, man. It was just—it was so bad. It was so bad. Ryan Day taking shots at an eighty-year-old man is bad enough, but he took it to a whole other level with the tears and the—I mean, oh. At least Moore's reaction was authentic because, like, <laughs> Ryan Day basically told whoever was standing next to him, you know, right before he—he was like, "Well, you know, watch this." You know, like totally prefabricated, you know, none of it was, none of that was even authentic. He was like, oh, I'm going to stand up here. Like whatever Sharon Moore is going through, like he, you know, it's like (laughs) he, at least it was real, right? Like, I guess it's still real to him. (laughs) Oh, Oh, but it was, 
it was so bad. Watching though. it is it's just so cringeworthy. Like it's trying so to go bad. back and watch the whole like thing. the 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 response on social media was fantastic. Like there was people like Jim Harbaugh is still alive, right? Right. Like, <laughs> just if he would have died, okay, if he would no longer be with us, it was still an overreactive reaction. <laughs> I mean, it was just it was so bad. I know. So I will bad. tell you this though. Like seeing Blake Corum with the blood streaming down his face uh, yeah. and the whole thing. Like that was that was cool. I, I've got more respect for Blake Corum yeah. than probably anyone in the Michigan football program. Like that. Yeah. And, and, and like hearing him actually sit down and talk, rational response <laughs> and the whole thing but with blood streaming yeah. on his face. Like that guy. That I give him tough. a I, yeah. yeah, I that that's I was like, okay, you know what? Respect like that. You know, he took a beating in that game and and uh, was still able to put sentences together. Unlike yes. some other people wearing the same colors. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. It was so bad, Sean. It was so bad. I know, <sighs> I know. he was just so full of his emotions, man. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Fox's Joel Klatt said Oregon's defense would be the best defense USC and Caleb Williams have faced to this point in the season. I, I was trying to come up with a good fill in the blank for like, you know, it's clickbait. Like he's he's trying to pub the game that's coming up essentially. Like that that's all it is to me because if he actually went back and looked, Notre Dame is the best defense that he faced all season. And I'm not just saying that because I follow Notre Dame and whatever. They made him look pedestrian in that game. They made him look bad in that game. They had him seeing ghosts, whatever you want to say. It was it was impressive what Notre Dame's defense did to Caleb Williams. No defense has done that to him all season. All season. Because he's been in shootouts with teams where he's actually played pretty stinking well and they just lost because the defense is that bad, right? <laughs> this is a this is a terrible, terrible take. And I, I I agree with a lot of the things that Joe Klatt says. That this one I'm just not on board with. I'm sorry. It's funny because I mean there there are very few metrics you can look at that Oregon is even better than Notre Dame's right. defense. And I just like it's funny because like you say that that you 
you generally agree with Joel Klatt. I find that more and more, like the more Joel Klatt speaks, it's like, are you trying to be Colin Cowherd? Is that <laughs> is that what you're shooting for? Because I find more of his takes are going down that road these days. He's just throwing stuff out there without really yeah. even, you know, looking at rudimentary evidence. You know, like Colin Cowherd is so wrong so often. And it seems like there've been a lot more head scratching kind of huh, things that I've heard Joel Klatt say this season. And this is just one of them because there's, there's not a ballpark. That's like, just, just look across the board at Notre Dame's defense compared to Oregon's defense. Yeah. And it is just better across right. the board. Look at the turnovers, you know, yeah. look what, look what, look what Notre Dame turned Caleb Williams into in that game. I just, Absolutely. I don't I mean, know. They're better in scoring defense. They're better in total defense. I mean, they're they're better in just about every category that I can come up with. Um, I just I don't I don't get it. I just don't I don't see it. Explain it to me. I just I don't I don't see it. I'm sorry, and it's it's kind of embarrassing for him to say that. Frankly, I mean, yeah. did he does he watch any of the games? Like, I don't know that he does. Like. They, they've got more interceptions. They, you know, every category I've looked up so far, you know, defensive categories, except for sacks. That's the only one so far that Notre Dame has been worse at. Right. So and that's what's crazy is like lost in the way Notre Dame's defense has played with all the turnovers that they forced, especially. And, you know, it generally limited opponents these you know last several games is they still aren't really getting to the quarterback that much, but there's a lot of other good, so right. many other good things going on for the most part. That is just across the board. Very good. Right. Defense, so. I just, I don't see it. I'm sorry. I just, I just don't see it. I agree. Okay. Vince, this was a question that came up yesterday. I was with Notre Dame women's basketball okay. of course, And one of the members of the staff, was making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches okay. for like after the game in case, you know, like players wanted peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and that kind of stuff. So it became a very hotly debated really? topic. How do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in terms of where do you put the peanut butter? Where do you put the jelly? Really? Like how, how do okay. you do it? How do okay. you, I assume you're a PBJ guy. Oh, I love right? PB and J. It's my yeah. it's my go-to. There's no doubt. It's easy. It's easy. Ham and cheese is my other one. Peanut butter and jelly. Those are my two favorite sandwiches. Okay. So peanut butter and jelly. Two things of bread. I go peanut butter first. Okay. okay. Put it on there. I have the squeezable jelly. Okay. Okay. So squeeze the jelly on on the other side. And then Put them together. I so, don't, and I don't slice it. So you go peanut butter on one slice of bread, mm -hmm. jelly on the other slice of bread. Put them and together. then together. Okay, correct. Very simple. So this this was this was kind of where the hangup was because some people would say that if you do it that way, especially if you don't eat it right away, you're going to get like jelly soaking into the bread if you do it like that. Okay, so. What's the solution? So the solution apparently is you go peanut butter on one slice, peanut butter on the other slice, jelly in the middle. Huh. To like 
So I've never like done spackle. it that way. And that's like a lot spackle. of peanut butter, obviously. It's but a yeah. lot of peanut butter. <laughs> that's, not, that's, that's a lot of peanut butter. I would have never in a million years thought that or, that's how you make a PB&J. Or the other way that was discussed, peanut butter on one slice, jelly on top of the peanut butter. Okay. And then you put the other piece of bread on top. But that's just that's just another way to get to jelly peanut butter together right but so, you're not you know like that way apparently the other piece of bread is not soaking up the jelly you know again if you're going to eat it right now i don't think it makes that much right but if you're wrapping this was like you're wrapping peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for later what's the best right. way right because you it. do get the jelly i i you know it's very interesting i never thought about the peanut butter peanut butter jelly in the middle to prevent the jelly from leaking through because it does leak through the sandwich if you let it sit for a mm -hmm. long period of time right that's a lot of peanut butter you'd have to really put a lot of jelly to offset you some of that peanut butter because usually i like the peanut butter more than the jelly and the and the jelly is there just to prevent the peanut butter from sticking to the roof of my mouth right and so you've got to have the proper ratio of jelly to peanut butter so that that doesn't take place. So that would be a lot of peanut butter, man. And I feel like if I had to put the proper amount of jelly to offset the peanut butter, it might leak out the sides. Right. And then you've got, you've got other issues then. Right. So I'm sticking with my way, man. I'm sticking with my way. And I, I'm also, you got to be careful when you're mixing the peanut butter and the jelly, because then you're going to get double on the knife. And if you have to go back into the peanut butter jar, like let's see, you're you're treading on some mixing of the of the ingredients there that I am not a fan of. Yeah, see, you know, some people saying you know a little bit too much sugar, too much fat with the peanut butter and jelly, and that is like peanut butter is a very you know like especially you get a little bit older, you're watching your calories and stuff <laughs> like that. You know, you do have to, you know, that's 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 like. I know someone who used to buy one of the, you know, like go to Sam's or Costco or whatever and buy the Mondo size peanut butter and a couple loaves of bread and go travel. And like that was, oh. you know, meals, meals at a time, you know, but this was someone who could stand the calories. Yeah. You know, so See, like my kid, we get the jumbo thing of peanut butter because he eats peanut butter almost every meal because he's trying to gain weight. You know what I mean? He's right into the protein and like the car. So he's. He's getting Eggo waffles and he's slathering peanut butter oh, and man. protein powder and all. You I know, wish. Like, I know, right? <laughs> Those were the days, right? Like, I know. <laughs> yeah. So that's how he eats. I never, I never got that. You know, mm -hmm. having the wrestling background from right. high school. Like I can, right. I was never pack on more calories. It was like, what's the minimal I can eat and survive for the next four months? Yes. <laughs> you know, like that kind of. Thing. We do not have that issue because <laughs> he's about 5'10", 145, and he wants uh -huh. to put on the weight, not take it off. That's for sure. So he's yep. doing the protein powders, the peanut butter, the the supplements, like all of it, and then working out all yep. the time. I've always so. done it like you, though. I've always gone peanut butter, yes, and then jelly, slap them together. Thank eat you. Your sandwich. That's, that's how normal. I've always done it. It's normal, right? But I haven't packed a you know a PB and J in a long time either, so I've never had that's, to worry about. That is dish. fair. That is fair. I eat them here at the house, so I'm eating them instantly. I'm not. Yeah, I don't pack them. That's that's <laughs> yeah. a little over that one. We'll just wrap it up on this. DK, who doesn't flip their PB and J in their scotch? I mean, really, like <laughs> just dip it, it in. He, he corrected it to dip, but yeah, I mean, 
Come on. Just soak it up. Just We've soak all it been up. there, right? Or, you know, <laughs> in a beer at the end of the night, <laughs> whatever it happens to be. Right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for, let me make sure I didn't leave any comments. Oh, one comment from Joe. He said he heard Brian said it was okay to share the account. <laughs> they can all watch the Stanford game. Everyone gets the IB Fubo <laughs> next weekend. I wonder, I wonder if like everyone logged in on the same day, Oof. you know, like if they would, would like even shut pick down. Up yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Like would it question. shut down the Fubo account if. If a it's couple a hundred question. people logged in all at once with the same login information. It's a good question. Give it a shot. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. Great stuff. As always, Jess will be here tomorrow. He's uh, bringing his whiteboard with him. And then I've got. Oh, I thought I was on tomorrow. Are you? I think so. I know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. About well, I'll have out. to check that. I'm not awesome. sure. I haven't. I guess I haven't looked at the spreadsheet closely enough. If you are. <laughs> Then I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, yes. There's probably I think I think you actually are, because there was like a trade at yes. some point that happened. It was, it was a massive a, trade. This is a player to be named later coming yep. up tomorrow. Yeah, so. I think I'm that player. So okay, all right. Hit the like button, subscribe, rate, and review. We'll have more peanut butter and jelly talk on tomorrow's show. If you so desire on IB Nation Sports Talk.